Hello, everybody. Welcome to the MTG Place Podcast. I'm your host, Corey, and with me, like always, is James. How's it going, James? Hey, I'm doing good. How are y'all doing today? I'm doing pretty good. How was your Christmas? That was pretty good. Got to see the family, got to uh, um, eat a bunch of food and all that good stuff. So, yeah, that was a good time. Yeah, same here. I got to eat a whole bunch of good food. Yeah, it's the best part of the holiday. (laughs) So today we are talking about our podcast one anniversary show we're doing here. Um, Our actual one year anniversary was like in October sometime, but uh, finally getting to it now because we've been busy with all the set releases and all the guests we've had. A lot going on here (laughs) and just busy outside of this too. (laughs) Yep. Uh, So uh, first up, our first sponsor is Zencaster. Zencaster is an all-in-one podcast production suite that gives you studio quality audio and video without needing all the technical know-how it records each guest locally then uploads the crystal clear audio and video right into the suite so you have high quality raw materials to work with if you're thinking about signing up for premium uh we have a code that gives you 30 percent off and that code is zen.ai slash the mtg place again that's zen.ai slash the mtg place uh second sponsor is tcg player um, we have an affiliate link in the show notes and on our website, ntgplace.net. Uh, you can find that over there. And uh, you know you're going to buy Magic Cards anyway, so you might as well just uh, click the link before you go over there. It helps us out. And third way you can support us is directly at Patreon. Uh, you got a couple days left to sign up here. I'm also going to sign cards in the mail if you do by the end of the year. Otherwise, you can still sign up. Cool, lots of cool, awesome perks. Um and for everyone that does so, we appreciate it. Definitely. It's time for Magic News! Alright, so uh, Magic News here. We're going to start with our news segment today. Uh, first thing here is we got uh, Phyrexia. All will be one. Uh, for Format legality shift. Uh People have apparently been complaining that the pre-release happens and you have these cards for a whole week before they're actually legal to be played. So now your cards are legal and standard on the pre-release day, which is a little weird because then what is the point of pre-release? But what are your <laughs> yeah. thoughts on that? <laughs> That's it's okay. You get apparently people can't wait one week to use cards like it's a week guys (laughs) it's not that big of a deal um i mean that's kind of the whole point of the pre-release is to like you know get hyped up about the set and play with the cards and figure out you know like how they work with each other and all that stuff and then and then you put it in with you know the set or whatever um i don't know that's kind of weird to me but i mean I guess it's not a huge change, so I don't think anything's going to get, like, too weird with it. But No, not really. It's just basically going to be um, – because you have to have the card, right? So if the pre-release events are happening February 3rd, right? Yeah. Um, it's like, well, you would have to have still played in a pre-release event and or pre-ordered a box or something and gotten the card before the tournament the next day or something, like, or that night. <laughs> Yeah, like, 
like, it's like, it'd be like really on top of it. Because <laughs> like that Friday, like you're probably not going to play a standard deck like the Friday that it comes out, unless you unless your people have like, like an early morning pre-release or something. Like, like are you like home brewing at home? Like, oh, this is going to go well in this standard deck that yeah. I have. <laughs> like for me, it's just like whatever. Like for Commander, yeah. I think people were already just doing it anyway. And same with like online, you could just play it. Right away, anyway. right. Well, the thing like, like unless you're playing like in a sanctioned commander, you know, setting, which fair, most people aren't. Most people are just playing with in pods with friends. So I was like, who cares? <laughs> right. So it's like no one's like, gonna care. Know. Yeah, I'm just like, what? Is, this is basically just changing a pre-release into a release, basically. So now it's gonna be just pre-release is now release, and then release just doesn't matter anymore. Like. I don't know. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> okay. Unless pre-release is still going to be only if you pre-ordered, unless it's just for sales, like only if you pre-ordered or played in the pre-release and then you just can't buy the packs till the release date, which is still dumb because then you have a week of people who got the cards early that can use it against you. Right, like, so then they have the advantage, basically. So it, to me, it's just If there's dumb. something new, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's not really some, a change they really needed to do, so... I don't know. But it doesn't matter that much either way, so it's not a huge deal at least. But, yeah, it's just kind of weird. Uh, next up, they announced the Arena Decathlon starting January 1st. So it's 10 events, uh, and you can win uh, – I think you need to win three tokens out of the 10 events, so you basically need to do well in three of them to – get a qualifier to the uh, finals for it, and then you win even Sweet. more prizes. But so the first one is, well, so all of them are best of one are seven wins, get the token. Best of three is five wins. Uh, so the seven wins is, if you play best of one, seems like the way to go, in my opinion. But I feel like traditional, play the best of three. Yeah. Those are three because, yeah, it's five wins or two losses for best of three or seven wins, three losses for best of one. Mm-hmm. So I guess the two losses actually is quite a bit for best of three. So you have to really yeah. get dominated twice. Um, so the first event is Jumpstart. So you'll pick two theme packs and play. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, I like that. Uh, the, second one is pop, the second one is Popper, so commons only, but Persistent Petitioners is banned. Popper's one I never really got into. Uh, I'm sure there's some people who are going to be into that, though. Yeah, I mean, plus it's cool because it's just common. So, you, you know, most people have a lot of commons in their collection. Right. You don't need to have all the rares. Uh, Decathlon 3 is a sealed draft of with Dominaria, Dominaria United, and Brothers War packs. So that would be interesting. That sounds fun. That sounds like a good time. Um, and then four is standard, but you have a gift play bag emblem. So at the beginning of your upkeep, you choose one that hasn't been chosen. You get a treasure token or clue or a food, and they're banned okay. meat hook in that event. Not surprised <laughs> <laughs> at all. Uh, and then Decathlon 5 is a traditional Brothers War draft. Decathlon 6 is alchemy. Uh, Decathlon 7 is Kamigawa Neon Dynasty draft against bots. So it's just where you draft with the bots and then play normally against players. Yep. 
Um, and then eight is traditional explorer, which is basically pioneer, just only with the cards that are in arena. Right. Um, Decathlon nine is interesting because it's like a cube draft Ooh, uh, against yeah. bots, but it's everyone has omniscience, so you can play everything for free. <laughs> in that's very interesting. <laughs> yeah, so that's like basically just draft the highest CMC, biggest, yeah, get big thing. stuff, it, and then play. It. it really doesn't matter what the mana cost is. It's always interesting. Um, and then Decathlon 10 is on the edge. It's a 60-card deck that you can only build with cards from Streets of New Capenna, Dominaria, and Brothers War. So Interesting. the three most recent sets. Yeah. So basically so standard. You, yeah, so if you get all three, uh, if you get three tokens, you get an entry to the finals and a Sundering Titan Sleeve in Arena. If you get seven win- entry tokens, you get two entries to the finals. So if you bust out, you can enter again. Um, and the sleeve, and then if you get all 10, you get two entries, the sleeve, the gold Sundering Titan sleeve, and 10 play-in points, which help you qualify for the Mythic Championship or whatever it is, the Mythic Qualifier. Cool. <clears throat> awesome. Yeah, that seems sweet, and if you do get into yeah. the finals, uh, the finals, if you get one, land, one win in the finals, you get um, the showcase arts for every basic land in m21 yeah which those are really cool the game yeah uh two wins is you get the phage the untouchable avatar so your player could be phage which is kind of <laughs> cool and yes. uh four free draft tokens and the showcase lands and then three wins you get all of that stuff plus four rare wild cards and four mythic wild wild cards and if you hit all four wins, you get all of that stuff plus a voucher for one of every card in Frixia All Will Be One. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's dope that you get that's basically you build your whole collection for the new set if you win this. Yeah, it's the, just like, here, here you go. I have a free box, basically. It's like, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's just your you know, arena, obviously, but it's still good. But like, still, yeah. And what's dope, but what's weird, really weird about this format is the format for the finals is a duplicate sealed pool. So what that means is it's one sealed pool. Someone they open for the computer, and every single player has the same sealed pool. Oh wow! And you build your decks out of it. So it's just gonna be interesting to see what people do with that, I guess. Yeah. So I'm wondering if they'll give you like a bigger than normal sealed pool, or if it's gonna be the same. It's probably gonna be bigger than normal, right? I would it's think up. so. Otherwise, it's going to get way too samey otherwise, I would think, right? Right, yeah. So they're probably going to like double or triple the pool size. I'm yeah. Guessing. You got it, because you got to have some kind of, uh, uh, what's the word? You know, some uh, variation of what people are doing. Yeah, because it says there'll be multiple possible decks to play, so. Yeah. Uh, next up, they... Released a first look at the Phyrexia All Will Be One, which comes out next year. We finally and, get uh, to see Elish Norn. Yeah, we finally get to see the new Elish Norn, <laughs> which I'm which, very excited about. Uh, is honestly really busted because yes. it uh, doubles your ETBs and nerfs ETBs of opponents. So they don't happen. In any commander deck, I feel like this is a good card. Like any, you know, obviously white one that can play it. Yeah, they actually played this on uh, 
on game nights already. They played it early with Elishnorn, mm-hmm. and Elishnorn is was just busted. Yeah, <laughs> I could uh, totally I'm, see it. I'm super pumped. They're they're reprinting Frixian Obliterator. Love that card. Oh yeah, <laughs> very very good card. And then Koth is going to be back. Yeah, so Koth cool. is also very good. Yeah. Um, and then awesome. last bit of news here is we got Dominaria Remastered. Uh, comes out January 13th. So a bunch of reprints from all of the Dominaria sets and or everything on the Dominaria plane. Um, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. I like the cards. They look cool. I mean, it's all reprints, obviously, but if you need to pick some yep. cool stuff up. Yeah, I mean, some of them are, like, I think some of these are different arts. Some yeah, are a lot, a lot of them have different arts. Some are same. Yeah. But like, Lear the Aramancer, that's thing. very, very old art. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's that's straight out of what, whatever that was, like, 7th edition. 10th edition or something. 10th like edition, yeah. 10th edition, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, good to see. Always good to see, you know, reprints of, you know, not all these are staples per se, but you know some of these are definitely very playable cards. So, yep, you'll be able to uh, pick some commander stuff up for cheap. Yeah, for and, sure. And hey, if the, if your game store is doing a pre-release for it or a release event for it, go play it. It'll be fun. For sure. Uh, next up, we're going to move into some finance stuff. Uh, first one here being, if I can. First one here is Chaos Defiler is up 68%. That's a Warhammer 40k card. Uh, it's mostly from Brothers War. It combos with a lot of stuff, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, Crystal Spray is up 45%, up to yeah. $4.11. And that changes. <laughs> yeah, from like nothing. And that changes. Literally. The- Text of target spell or permanent by replacing all instances of one word or basic land type to another. Um, and people are saying it's because of a new format where people play off the same deck and share the same graveyard, which is interesting. Huh. Interesting, yeah. Um, and then Ravenous Baboons is up 93%, up to $2 from, like, basically nothing because of the, uh, the ape, ape commander. monkey yeah. prints. Yeah, commander. Yeah. That's not surprising. <laughs> now they finally have something to synergize with. Yep. Um, and then from last week, uh, Underworld Breach is up 68%, uh, up to $15. Uh, Underworld Breach is just getting better and better. I'm seeing yep. it play more and more in Commander. Um, and it's played in Commander a ton. It's also played in Modern. And yeah, the more it's it gets played and the less it's not reprinting, the better it's going to be. So yep. it's a card that's probably just going to keep going up till they reprint it, honestly. <clears throat> so it, it's kind of like a red... Like It reminds me of a red, red Yagmas Whale, honestly. Like Yeah. Yeah, if you play red and need something and need that, you, you know, probably should get it now. Because it's just going to keep going up, most likely. And then Goblin Welder, because of all the artifacts from this new set, has now yeah. jumped up, the fi- up 55% to $25. Yeah, that's a lot. 
Oh, because you need to be able to swap out your artifacts. Yeah. Here, have my mana rock, friend. I'll take your, you know, good thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, you just traded off your shitty thing for something better in your graveyard, basically. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Cyber Drive Awakener um, is up 38%, uh, which is a rare artifact creature from the commander in Kamigawa, which was, the, I think, the vehicles deck. And it says in Vintage, some decks are playing this with in Paradoxical paradoxical Outcome decks are playing it. Okay. For some combo there, which is interesting. Awesome. All right, now we're going to play our little game here we haven't played in a while. We're going to have see if James can guess. Oh, God, here we go. <laughs> top five most expensive cards of a set. Uh, this, we're going in alphabetical order. We started with Alpha, or we're going in set release order. We started with Alpha. Yeah, yeah chronological. And uh, now we're on Legends. So let me find Legends here. We will see if you can guess them. Here we go. Okay, what is the most expensive card in Legends? Okay, God. Uh, I gotta even think what's in Legends. <laughs> That's just A the one that has stuff. all of like, the legendary creatures, basically. Yeah, and legendary lands and legendary cards and legendary enchantments. Like, it's like everything. Oh, man. Um... Let's see here. They also Should just be... like re-put some of these cards in the boxes. Remember when they found all the Legends boxes that weren't Oh, open? that's right. Yeah, they People did. People are like, sweet, I'm opening these. And, oh, uh, that's right. Yeah. My cousin opened one of these top five cards and another one some people opened. <laughs> that's right. Oh, what was it? I remember, I remember I remember her talking about that and being so excited about it. I can't remember what it is now. <laughs> that was a couple <laughs> months ago. Uh, crap. Well, the um, first one, your former roommate sold. Not Tabernacle. Yes, Tabernacle. Okay, one. that is. Okay. That's worth $4,300 right now. <sighs> That's so much money. <laughs> <laughs> He sold it for like a quarter of that, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like, like a thousand or two. Like, yeah. It was like a twelve hundred dollars, I think is what he sold it for. I was like, oh man. Uh, um, and then the, the second one oh, yeah. puts a card. Oh yeah, didn't she get wasn't it Was it Chains of Mistopheles? Is that what it was? Yeah, that's what she got. That's card number yeah, three. Yeah, okay. That's what it was. I was trying to remember what she pulled. Okay, yeah. It's okay, so it's chains. Fourteen hundred dollars. Just gross. Ah, <laughs> uh, God, I don't know if I'm going to get the other ones here. Um, let's see here. Um, is there like some random like commander or something that's from that set? That's good. Sneakle Bolas in that, like the original the, one. No, the rest I'll give you a hint are all enchantments. All are enchantments. Oh God. Okay. Um. Hmm. It's what the second one is white. Prison? Nah, it can't be that. 
<laughs> it's like the first I was just trying to think what comes to my mind. Uh, it makes you not be able to attack if you're flying or if you're not flying. Oh, moat? Is that what it's yeah, called? Moat. Yeah. yeah, moat is the second most with the guard. Okay. All right. And then <laughs> the fourth most expensive card is another enchantment that's black. Mm, okay. I don't know if you've even know if you probably am not gonna there. know it. <laughs> yeah, it's so it's the abyss. Uh, okay. Yeah. Each player's upkeep destroy target non artifact creature that player controls of their choice, KP or Jerry. Okay. So basically everyone has to kill one of their own creatures every turn. Right. And the fifth most expensive card is one that I actually seen going around recently. I I don't know if we've ever played against it yet, but it's a black spell as well, and it's all spells are countered unless they unless each person pays an additional three. It's called what card is that? <laughs> okay, it's Nether Void only in Legends, and it's a mono black like counter <laughs> card. Basically. I didn't even yeah. know black had a counter card. That's silly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I got most of them at least. I got the. I got. At least I got the first one. Yeah. <clears throat> and then after that, you got some other good cards like Eureka. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Eureka is really good. So. And there was like a bunch well, of like legendary creatures that were good in that set too. Yeah, lots of tons right. stuff. And then like Sylvan Library was in that and Land Tax. Yeah. And all that. That's a good card too. Good times right. back in the day. Yeah. So now they on... crazy ass cards. Right. Got Chains of Mistopheles and Sylvan Library were in the same set. Oh, yep. God. Everyone hates that <laughs> Which combo. is the worst combo ever, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Ma- magic judges hate that combo. So j- just saying. Yep. All right. So moving on to our main topic here uh, our podcast for one year we've been doing this now a little over a year now we have 32 episodes it's pretty good it's not yeah the, not the one a week we wanted to hit but it's about one every yeah. other week yeah we couldn't quite pull it off hopefully next year will be a little bit more timely but we'll see what um, happens we have a total of 1751 listens on the audio versions so between spotify um Zencaster, Anchor, our website, wherever you listen to podcasts. That's not YouTube, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, to listen to all of our episodes, concurrently, it would be 1,078 minutes. So that's like the same amount of episodes of a shonen. <laughs> What's that? That's like the same amount of episodes of a typical uh, anime shonen, yeah. <laughs> like or something. Yeah, but but it's just minutes instead of you know, like instead three of years of your life. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, the most played episode in the first week of release was how to play Magic featuring Stacked. So yep. that was a good episode. So if you guys are learning magic we actually had him on last week too our last episode too so that was fun it was good to good to talk with him our most played episode overall is the back to basic sealed episode which is the one where we talked about how we build a sealed deck and then i kind of winged going through a draft or a sealed back at the end i think (laughs) but it's uh, apparently very helpful for people that's good 
our podcast was listened to. Well, guess how about if you? I don't know if you've looked at this, but guess how many countries our podcast was listened to. Oh God, uh, Magic's pretty international, so ten at least, I would think. Thirteen. Thirteen. Oh, okay. Uh, listeners in thirteen countries. <laughs> cool. The top five were the U.S., Sweden, Brazil, Australia, and Ireland. Interesting. So. No, you came. Kind of surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, Ireland is over there. But, I mean, yeah, I guess I kind of part of it. <clears throat> um, and we are part of the top thirty percent of the most shared podcasts on Spotify. So that's good. Cool. Yeah, we're getting out there a little bit. Uh, we released 10 video episodes on Spotify, and all of them had 25% more views. Yep. So we've done... People like their people like their video casts. Yeah, people so. like their video. And speaking yeah. of video, going on to YouTube then, we have a total of 608 views on YouTube. And our biggest episode was the new Capenna set review. We had 59 views on that one. Yep, I think we we just we we got lucky and got really timely with that release. Yeah, we got launched <laughs> out like, before everyone else. We, we, yeah, we, we we were able to slip that one out, <laughs> so that, that helped. Um, and we're currently at twenty nine subs on YouTube, so slowly awesome. growing. We're growing. That's what matters. Um, and YouTube is a fairly new venture for us, so it's good to see it. Yeah, we've only been months. on YouTube for what is so ten episodes, like a so that's few like months, a couple maybe. months. Yeah, like yeah. two and three months. Three months or four. So that's pretty good um, for only a few months. And then we got our first Patreon this year, so that was big. Yeah. And we appreciate it a lot. Yep. He's a cool guy. Because that, that goes right to us to, uh, you know, do this. Because, <laughs> you know, especially when we do the set reviews, like, it's a lot of time. Like, you know, because those are, like, up to two hour podcasts and we have to like, you know, get ready for it too. So it's, you know, it's, it's time out of our lives and all that. So it's appreciated to have, you know, direct support like that. Yeah. And then we got some, uh, uh, we wanted to do a whole bunch of question and answers, but we just got a few back. We got a few back from the patrons and listeners. Uh, you can always message us at, uh, via email at, uh, MTG place at gmail.com. So it's just uh, mtgplace yeah. at gmail.com. To think about the whole email address for a second. I'm like, wait, is that, <laughs> is that it? Did I get that short? Uh, mtgplace? Yeah, no no underscores gmail. or anything. No dumb. underscores, no weird things. Um, so the first question we got in here uh, is from Nala. Um, yeah, said, what, right. was, what was the first... Or actually, I don't think it's from this is from Stacked. I think. Oh, okay. Uh, what was your first deck you ever created, and what format was it for, and what was the end goal of the deck? Uh, so mine was literally just kitchen magic, tabletop magic. So as basic as you can get, you know, not sanctioned or nothing, and it was this awful green centaur deck <laughs> you remember that right yes. i'm pretty sure that was at least the first like competent deck that i actually put together that wasn't just a conglomeration of everything that i owned that was originally what i had which that doesn't really count because it was just a pile of just stuff <laughs> where that deck at least had like a theme behind it and like 
you know, it actually was trying to like like put creatures on the field and stuff like that. But yeah, it was it was not good though. <laughs> yeah, the first deck I actually like built from scratch and created was for standard when Kusho was legal, the mono black deck uh, for Kamigawa, and the end goal mm-hmm. was to because that was before the legend rule changed. So the end goal was to just play two play Kakusho, get another Kakusho out, or pitch the Kakusho and then bring it back. But just get two Kakushos yeah. out so they both die. If the die is trigger, your opponent loses ten life. And then you Goryo's Vengeance Goryo's Vengeance or Goryo's Vengeance and splice onto an arcane spell to get both the Kushos back for less mana than you paid for it, and then just yeah, win the game just because the die is trigger with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was in- that's insane, <laughs> and it's yeah, amazing that, was- that like no one else was doing that back then, really. Oh no, it was a popular deck. It was. A oh, was it? Oh, okay. Deck. Yeah. I, I, Once I, I, you're like the only person that I, I really remember doing that. Yeah, I was the first one to do it and play it in like a st- one standard event. When I played, well, when I played in the standard event, I got second, and my cousin got first because he was playing yeah. the same deck, but he had white. I mean, Yose. He also had Yose. <laughs> yeah. So, which Yose is just silly too. Yeah. Um, and then next question here: If you could choose the next MTG crossover, I think this is from Nama. What would it be, and who would be the main characters? All right. So let's see. We've had Transformers. We've had D and D. We've had Fort Warhammer Forty K. We're getting Lord of the Rings. Yeah. We're getting um, Doctor oh, yeah, Who. <laughs> Doctor Who, which is that's gonna be weird. We had Stranger Things too. Okay. Um, Walking Dead. Oh yeah, we have Walking Dead. And as well. you had God. Street Fighter. <laughs> oh, I told God, I, I've forgotten about some of these because there's been a, a lot. Um, hmm. The next crossover, uh, something like, like. Elden Ring or like Bloodborne or something like that would be pretty sick, I think, because that's got some like really like you know interesting like creatures and stuff like that that's in it. Um, and I don't know, I think I think that fits magic pretty well, <clears throat> like something like from like the, one of the Souls games. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Over the main yeah. characters, the bad guys are just like your human people. Ah, oh, yeah, that that's tough. Um, I haven't really actually played a Souls game myself because uh, they're infuriating. <laughs> uh, I played the very first one was Demon Souls, and I never Demon played one. Demon Souls since. was the first one. I think I, I got like, to the first almost boss broke my was, controller and how frustrating yeah, it was. Pretty much, yeah, it's not my kind of game. Um, yeah, I guess the main character because yeah, I guess it's just you. You're just the, the you know warrior knight or whatever you are. I guess that could be the main character. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, I would uh, personally, I would choose Stargate because Ooh, Stargate uh, would be fun. I love that show, and the main characters would be you know the main heroes uh, and the main villains. So, like, obviously, like, yeah. you can make Apophis be red or whatever. Um, that would be really cool, and then. Obviously, I think Star Wars would be a logical one. Just because Star Wars would be that, sick. Yeah, that so many people have made fan made sets like of that already that people cube right. draft. So, 
Yeah, I think that that would definitely be pretty fun, for sure. Uh, I mean, especially like with Stargate, it's just like a lot of like the enemies are like Egyptian based gods, and there's already kind of some of that in Magic. So like, that yeah, especially in the the Amon Ket set. Amon Ket set, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then our last question here is from our Patreon. Um, J2 Scoop. Uh, he says, what would be your top 10 to 15 cards per color to run on any deck for Commander? Uh, basically, the staples you currently re- rely on that you're going to pull out first before you even settle on a theme or anything when you're building a deck. Well, for me, like it does vary a little bit, but there are definitely some that you almost always put in a deck, like for color-wise. So, um, I guess we'll uh, go through what we got. Yeah. Uh, so for you know, me, start or you start? Yeah, go for it. All right. So for white, I got Swords of Plowshares, Path, Smothering Tithe, Generous Gift, Esper Sentinel, Teferi Protection, Return to Dust, Land Tax, Dark Steel Mutation, and Sphere of Safety. I like to play those cards a lot. Yeah. Uh, for me, I got. Uh, I overlap a lot. <laughs> I got <laughs> Wrath of God because that's just a good board wipe. Uh, I got Swords and Path because they're basically the same thing, just slightly different. Uh, Teferi's Protection, Mirror Entity is if it's a token based like white in, white color in the deck, that's basically a win con almost always. Um, Land Tax is really good. Uh, Ghostly Prison if it's more of a control deck. Um, and then something like, uh, what is it? Zealous person. Is it zealous persecution is one that exiles everything. I think it's white and something. Uh, yeah, whatever the, I can't remember what those are. I think it's exile everything. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a white exile everything card. That's like really busted. Um, yeah, that's generally what you want for white. Yeah. And then, uh, for blue, I got Mystic Study, Cyclonic Rift, Fierce Guardianship, Mystic Remora, Prognify, Reality Shift, Rapid Hybridization, Mole Drifter, Treasure Cruise, Dig Through Time, and my sneaky like favorite that not a ton of people play, but I think it's great, is Vapor Snake. Vapor Snake is gross. <laughs> <laughs> no one's expecting it either. Uh, for me, I, I have uh, Snapcaster Mage. Cyclonic Rift, Brainstorm, Ristic Study, Force of Will, Propaganda, um, and then uh, uh, I have a uh, uh, Vendillion Click, um, Venser, the sh- the shape sh- Venser Savant, whatever his name is, um, and then yeah, Treasure Cruise is really good. Day Three Times really good too. So. Uh, and then also, uh, if you have the right kind of deck for it, Omniscience is also very good. Yeah, Omniscience just wins games. It just wins the game. <laughs> uh, black, I got a longer list because black's my favorite color here. So Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, black, I got Demonic Tutor, Damnation, Toxic Deluge, Feed the Swarm. I feel like that's a highly underrated card. needs to be played more. Deadly Rollick. Infernal Grasp, Ravenous Chupacabra, the Shieldred Whispering one, that's the old Shieldred, uh, Meat Hook Massacre, Frixian Obliterator, Reanimate, 
Black Market Connections that used to be Frixie Arena, but I've been playing Black Market Connections a lot more now. Yeah. Um, Animate Dead, Dread Return, Unburial Rites, Murderous Rider. Um, there's something about being able to kill a creature and then still have a board presence after because it goes on an adventure. It's kind of cool. And mm-hmm. uh, Bitter Blossom. All right. So mine, I got Greed, Entomb, Reanimate, Damnation, Demonic Tutor, uh, Feed the Swarm, Beseech the Queen, um, and then also... Uh, uh, and then also, uh, 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 <laughs> I can't remember the name of it. Those are, those are my main ones for black. Um, freeze is really good just because it can draw cards. That's like, that's just really good in my book. Yeah. And then, uh, red, I got lightning bolt, Jessica's will, Dockside. Uh, Vandal Blast, Atali, Imperial Recruiter, Terror of the Peaks, Wheel of Fortune, Dracuseth, Dragon Tempest, and Zorn. So my red is a little weird because I tend to lean to play dragons more when I play red because I don't. Yeah. The red's probably the color I play the least, honestly. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I don't have very many red personally. Uh, Blood Moon's really good. Uh, Rebel Master's really good if you're playing tokens. Um. <clears throat> Bolt is just a classic red card. Like it, that just deals with a lot of stuff. Gamble is really good for card draw. Uh, Mob rule is really good for basically winning most games. Um, and then yeah, then I also Wheel of Fortune is good, especially if you're playing Nekusar. Um, and and then something like uh, uh, either. Impact Tremors for tokens or like, uh, what is it, Dragon Storm? Is that what that's called? for? Or, or, um, <coughs> Dragon Tempest for dragons? Oh, Dragon Tempest, that's what it yeah. is, yeah, for dragons. And then Sneak Attack can be really good too if you have the right kind of deck for it. Definitely, definitely. Uh, and then Green, I got a long list to get to because I play a lot of Green as well. Uh, Cultivate, Rampant Growth, Beast Within, Farseek, Heroic Intervention, Konama's Reach, Timeless Witness, Eternal Witness, Balagan Recovery, The Great Hinge, Birds of Paradise, Sakura Tribe Elder, Three Visits, Nature Lore, Reclamation Sage, Land of War Elves, or any other one-drop mana dork. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> green's just basically your color to give you mana, so yeah. Uh, mine's uh, I got Green Sun Zenith, Tooth and Nail, Birds of Paradise, Seedborn Muse, because why not untap everything? Uh, e Witness, Great Henge, Doubling Season, Sylvan Library, and then uh, one little like dirty one that I play in one of my decks that's really fun, and if you have the right kind of hand for it, is Burgeoning, because you just oh, yeah, burgeoning can just play game. all of your lands if it's if you're set up right, which is just awesome. <laughs> All right, so yeah, uh, thank you everyone for a great one year, first year of the podcast. Hopefully it yeah. continues to be another great year of the podcast. Yeah, it's honestly, you know, more than we ever wanted. Uh, we're happy to have a presence. We're happy to have support. <laughs> the fact that anyone supports us is awesome. So Uh, Hopefully everyone had a great holiday, and we'll see you all next time. Bye, everybody.